Hey, this is Trey Cal, the Socialist Barista. And this is Trey Dex. And you're listening to the Socialist Barista Podcast. Today we're talking all things coffee, cold brew, and we're going to be rating some reviews. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at Socialist Barista. And uh, listen to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever you listen to podcasts on. Even Overcast, if you're that one listener. Yeah, we'd really appreciate it if you subscribed as well. This is the Socialist Barista Podcast. So today we are going to be interviewing Parker Milliken from Humphreys Street in Nashville, Tennessee. What up, Parker? Hey, guys. All the way in Nashville. This is our first digital guest. This is a big yeah, moment yeah. for the podcast. It's a big day. We're making it big. We're really... We're, we're pretty new, legit. We're new levels. Honestly, yeah. I feel honored. So instead of uh, interviewing one of your friends, Trey, we're interviewing one of my friends. Finally. Yeah. I mean... I've been all the work into this yeah. podcast. <laughs> you really have. I just set up the <laughs> recording equipment and press record. Um, a little bit of history of how I know Parker. So um, I met Parker like two, three years ago, I guess now. Yeah. Um, something like that. And I was managing a coffee shop called Humphrey Street Coffee in Nashville. A great shop. And uh, we were doing some hiring and Parker hit us up. And you were coming from Birmingham, right, Parker? Totally. I had just graduated college, actually. Yeah, fresh boy. And so he was moving, and uh, it was funny because we were like, you know, you thinking of being here for a while? And he goes, I'm actually planning on getting engaged soon. And we are like, that's awesome. And he had a vision to do uh, coffee more intentionally and help out with our cold brew program at Humphrey Street. And basically, he can tell you the rest of his story, but basically, uh, as I uh, transitioned out of Humphrey Street, he took over as the GM there, and he has been the GM there ever since then. Uh, so it's been a pretty cool journey and it's super awesome to have you on a podcast for sure. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Um, feels like we're back behind bar and hanging out again. So that's, that's always a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Or eating spicy chicken and talking about movies. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if you're in Nashville, that's the thing to do. If you didn't know, <laughs> that was uh, like basically every Friday night for us. So it works out perfectly. <laughs> it really was. It's so bad. Sounds like a good time. It is. So I got a question for you guys to kind of get started into the night. Let's go. How do you visit other coffee shops? Like, what do you mean? Okay, so here's my thing about visiting other coffee shops is I I get really excited to visit other coffee shops, to order coffee, to talk about coffee. And I have this like weird, I have this weird conundrum, this weird... Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. It just is a mental block, maybe. Yeah. Or like, I want to talk to the barista and I want to communicate that I know about coffee, that I work in coffee, and that I want good coffee. <laughs> but I don't want to sound like a jerk or like a wannabe know it all or a try hard. Yeah. You know? I'm not trying to be a try hard. Yeah. Hey, don't be a try hard now. Dude, don't. I don't. I don't know. To me, it's like when I moved to Nashville, that's when I kind of eased up because I don't know. As soon as you see, you're like, oh, yeah, I work at Humphrey Street. They're like, oh, yeah, I know. I work at Revelator. Oh, yeah, that's great. I don't know. To me, it's simple. But when I'm traveling out of town, see, that's the thing. Like Parker does more traveling because he goes to like Birmingham and different places all the time. And so, Parker, do you like, you know, name drop Humphrey Street when you go to different places? Or are you just like, I worked at Seeds or whatever? <laughs> Um, I actually didn't work at Seeds, but I do have like a lot of really random friends in the coffee industry. And so I I used to like 
Loki kind of drop names at one oh, point. Oh, so you in my name career. drop? You don't copy <laughs> yeah. shop drop. You name, name drop. Dropping. Yeah, um, but I don't do that anymore because I kind of, you know, that's a bad code word. Code word, I think. Um, Ooh, bad code word. Yeah, it, it makes you come up, come off like kind of pretentious, which is you know like the mm, thing yeah, in exactly. coffee shop world that what you do definitely we, don't want to do. What do we do? Like, we need some kind of code word because, like, sometimes, like for instance. Let's say I'm visiting Palace. I go I go to Canyon Amarillo, Texas often. Yeah. I'm visiting Palace and I'm the kind of person that like I really want to know what I'm drinking. Like I'm very excited to be like, oh heck yes, like what's on espresso? Yeah. Oh, they're like, oh, it's you know, XY, whatever. Yeah, they think you're just a normal person just asking and what's I'm on like, espresso. Oh, like, what's the process? And like, I know it's probably washed, <laughs> but like <laughs> I don't know. I just want to talk about the coffee. Like, you don't get to nerd out often as a barista because people don't often really care to ask about yeah, the coffee. That's true. But, like, I'm always very excited to try whatever. Or if it's a blend, I'm like, oh, what's it blended with? Like, I just get pretty pumped when I go to other coffee shops. And sometimes baristas are not hyped. They're like, not. They're just like, do not care. Don't care. They don't care. Don't want to talk to you. But, like, I went to a coffee shop the other day and. I just remember the barista was so not interested. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, okay. Cause like I was, I was like, I was getting some coffee and, um, I think, what was I? Oh yeah. I was, I was drinking some drip and this classic drip. Yeah. I think. And I was just like, Hey, uh, what's on drip? And you're just like silence. <laughs> but luckily his shift manager, I think came, by and heard me ask the question he's like oh yeah it's this right here and he was all excited so i was like yes he's excited i'm excited we're all excited like, <laughs> we're excited to except this guy <laughs> this one person this one guy's not not yeah. excited Which Parker, is not. what's what's your go-to when you go to a, oh go ahead parker that's just like such a tough spot to be in too because like you've also been that guy as a barista and mm-hmm. like someone comes in like super amped and you're like man i'm in the middle of a rush you're like I don't want to really yeah. talk right now. And they're just like trying to yep. talk to you. And so you're like, what can I do to like cheer this guy up? What, like, what would cheer me up as a barista in the middle of all this? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a, a super great answer for that. Yeah. To me, I think I just, I literally think about the silliest joke or comment on something that's happening behind bar all the time. If I can find it. But if I go to a new shop, I usually like my buddy Mark is way smarter at this, but to me, We'll go in and we'll just usually go like, yeah, could I have a double shot of espresso and drip coffee or something like that? But I won't ask like super deep details. I'll just ask something simple. It's like, hey, do y'all have two different espressos by any chance uh, for like my choice? And if they're like, oh, yeah, we have a blend in the single origin. It's like, cool. It's like, you think single origin would taste good in something like a cappuccino, like something smaller uh, with less milk? They're like, yeah, and I feel like that's a pretty relaxed way. If I think if you go too nerdy, mm-hmm. it kind of comes off as like the customer that knows it, tries to know it all, it, rather than just being like another person that works in coffee. Like, yeah, and you it, don't want to be like, I'm a barista, yeah, <laughs> like, no. or you know, like I think it just matters. Like, I think we're talking from a barista perspective, but it could be different perspective for a roaster too, because mm, like you yeah. have to think like they probably think the same thing. Like, hey, I want to talk about I'm a roaster and I roast coffee. But how do I make that comment? How do I make that statement without coming off as like a, oh, I'm a roaster. <laughs> I feel like for me, the the thing it's always been is I order like a shot or a pour over, like something that kind of 
flavor intensive. And then I come yeah. back and I get like a cortado or a flat white or something that's like a little bit milky, but with the same thing. So I can try it in a different way. So they're like, oh, yeah, like this guy is like trying to try stuff. Exactly. I think it's hard. To, that's the biggest thing that's hard to differentiate from is like there are customers that come in that will be like, oh, styles of espresso, all the stuff are pour over and then they'll put cream in it or they'll just be like, oh, I think I wanted this instead. And you're just like, oh, I trusted you. I mm, gave you my yeah. trust. So then you... we have low expectations for people. <laughs> like totally. Here's your Ethiopian pour over. <laughs> Doors over <laughs> there. Cream's over there. Sugar's over there. Exactly. Stevie is over there too. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got some uh, Instagram questions. Oh, did you hit up the Instagram? Yeah, again? I hit up the Instagram again. Oh, the viewers, the yeah, listeners. So, uh, let's uh, let's take on some questions. Come on, bring it. All right. Uh, Ricky Dyson asked. Sabbath or Zeppelin? Zeppelin. Yeah, Zeppelin. Easy choice. Are you kidding me? Why would I? Sabbath? No. Zeppelin. Easy. And it, you'll you'll know when you listen to at least three records of yeah. each, and you'll go, "Oh, Zeppelin." I haven't listened to a ton of either, honestly. Like I know of the differences, but I'm like torn. I'm like, I don't know if I. I think I need to do that. I'm gonna come back to you next week. Yeah. After I've listened to multiple albums of both. And I'll give you my answer. How about that? Boom. Perfect. I don't want to give you a stupid, you know, answer because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shelby Jean Music asked, is it wrong to ask for, my, for a little oat milk in my Americano? Super not. I don't nah. think it is. I think it's cool. I mean, honestly, like, Americano is kind of already, like, taking espresso and kind of evening it out to make it more of like a cup of coffee. Yeah. And so to me, adding a cream or oat milk, I think is like totally fine because I think it actually, I mean, think about it. You order a cappuccino, you get espresso with milk. You yeah. order a macchiato espresso with milk. So to me, with an Americano, I think it's totally okay. And oat milk, especially if it's super tasty. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things that like oat milk can actually add to the flavor if you do oh, it yeah. the right way. And like, you know, there are certain things that taste really good by themselves. That's why we kind of like make fun of the people that put cream or oat milk or whatever in their coffee. But there's also like coffees that taste super, super good and almost oh, yeah. better sometimes when they're oh, paired yeah. with the right kind of creamer and the right kind of milk. Yeah. Yes, dude. Like I honestly, we talked about it when Hannah was on the episode. I would, I love going like hotel coffee with a little bit of creamer, oh, man. Yes. It's mm. the perfect mix. But one creamer, that's all you need. That's mm-hmm. all you need. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cute freak asked. Oh, cute freak! I yep. know who that is. Yeah, I saw that you follow her. <laughs> oh, Holly, she's the bomb. Uh, worst cup of coffee you've had was from where? <laughs> Man, so, that is tough. I'm not gonna name drop because I don't want to um, hurt anyone's reputation. But there was a roaster in Nashville who last year sent um, at Barista Social when I was working there. They sent us some samples, and they sent us a uh, a Yurga chef. And I kid you not, it smelt and brewed and tasted like burnt popcorn. Like I brewed it and I was like, that smells like burnt popcorn. And I drank it and I was like, that tastes like burnt popcorn. (laughs) I was like, that was horrible. Wow. And I was kind of surprised because the roaster that it was, I was like, really? Like they would send that? I don't know. Weird. I don't know if it's just a bit. I don't know how that works. I'm not a roaster, but well, cute freak is from New York, and so has a lot of coffee. Apparently, she works at a shop that like has either gluten free everything, 
or something like that. Um, but she was talking to me about like, she's back in coffee. She worked in Tyler. And so That's it's cool. kind of funny that she's like, what's the worst cup of coffee? She's got to tell us what the worst cup of coffee in New York is. Mm, yeah. Parker, do you have any worst cups of coffee? I think the worst one that I've had recently that I can think of was this drip from a shop in town. Uh, oh, wow. That was so incredibly dark. And so, like, they obviously put too many grounds in the uh, the drip basket because it was so over-extracted Ugh. that it was, like, drinking soot. Like, cup of drip coffee was probably... So, uh, the church I went to in Nashville, we brewed... Actually, we brew Humphrey Street coffee, um, and it's usually it's super good. And we have our XDS, we have our Fetco dialed in for it, and because we have people that have worked in coffee, like help us dial that in for our church coffee. So the thing is, is somebody was like, "Hey, do you? I can make a pot for you guys, pot of coffee." And we're like, "Yeah, go for it." And none of us realized he had never worked it before, and he <laughs> brought out and Parker and Trey. I mean, like guys, he brought out this pot of coffee, and I was like, "Oh, I'll grab some." Took it, and at first I was kind of like, oh, something must be wrong with the nozzle. It's like kind of spewing in a weird way. It's coming out the little push. It's one of those push nozzle things, um, pump nozzles. And it was coming out weird, and I was like, oh, whatever. Maybe it's nothing. I take a sip, and guys, like, I literally spat it back into the cup. I was oh, like, man. oh, my God. Because first off, I got grounds all in my mouth, <laughs> and it tasted insane. So he didn't know that 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 small bag of coffee how many how big are the bags that y'all serve uh 12 ounces yeah he used all 12 ounces and he ground it all and then he put it in there and and just put regular he put i think it's only half a gallon worth of water through it so roughly like maybe three liters two liters and uh yeah and he did that and so it overflowed and all that stuff and grounds got in to the pot and all that and it was like guys i'm telling you like i was like oh whoa yeah. i like spat it out i know i used to make when i was learning pour overs i uh, started on a chemex yeah and i definitely had some very uneven extractions that were just not good like <laughs> i was like man like, i've had some arrow presses like that this? oh yeah or yeah. like a french press and you're like what have i done mm-hmm. <laughs> what have i done uh nick win my day mm, yeah <laughs> Nick Gwynn asks, do you think this is a tough time to undertake a career in the coffee industry? Um, I think it always is tough <laughs> to take up a career in the coffee industry. Uh, and I think, of course, definitely right now is tough. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Situations to situations always different. I think like, it matters on the city. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think taking up a coffee career, as in, like, actually getting serious about it, like, it's it's a great time to do that because right now is the best time because you can be at home and understand coffee and practice and get better yeah, and know more things. And just because you're not behind a machine doesn't mean you can gain more knowledge. You can become a fantastic home brewer. Like Parker is actually one of the most like consistent and dedicated home brewers that I even know of personally. Like, what do you have? What do you have in your brewing setup? Like, what do you have Um, (laughs) At, at home? I should add at home. Um, okay, so I have a couple different brew methods. My main one that I go to is an origami dripper, um, which is great because it uses Kalita or V60. Oh, yeah, we have one. You can use either one. We have it's, one of those, right? Yeah, it's super great. You have an origami dripper? 
Um, and the I've also got an AeroPress. Um, I've got like a stock standard Kalita. And the big one that I've added recently is I actually have a Linea Mini from La Marzocco. So, baby. <laughs> Yeah, which always that, feels like a little bit of a flex, but you know, it is what it is. It is a, it, it, the reason it feels like it is is because it actually is. Yeah. Baristas don't usually have that. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, you have an AeroPress. Did I ever give you back your AeroPress? You let me you borrow, didn't, but I never gave you back your Chemex. So you know, deal <laughs> or even sounds like a fair trade. It's kind Maybe. of. I think I came out ahead on that one. You kind of did. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't need it. Oh God! He's already got a linear mini. Does he need a Chemex too? <laughs> it's like the, it's like the big business trading with the little business. Like, what do you what do you use for a grinder? By the way, didn't you last time I came to visit? You had like a really nice grinder you were using with it. Um, so I have a I had a decent grinder, and then I actually gave that gave that one to a friend of mine. Um, we just recently ordered the new Fellow grinder uh, that they came. Oh yeah, out how's with. that been? It hasn't gotten here yet. I think it shipped like two days ago, so it's literally going to get here in the next like two to three days. Oh, that's awesome! One of our yeah. friends uh, that we work with got one. I really wanted to try it out, but it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, he brought yeah. it by. It was um, it's pretty quiet. Um, he said he hasn't really tasted a huge difference, but it is what it is. Any it other is questions there, Trey? Uh, yeah. Um, who is the better Trey, emotionally speaking? That's. <laughs> Gonna be Trey Calvin. Uh, what? No, you're way more into. You're way more chill with your emotion. Nah, dude. I mean, like, who asked this question? Olivia Vincent. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> I think. What does this mean emotionally? Who's better? I don't know. Like, maybe you're better at expressing your emotions. Like, I'm pretty cut and dry most of the time. Yeah, I wish I was. More I'm cut pretty and dry. unfazed. Well, Parker knows me well enough to know that my emotions can create a style of person Maybe that is should, not always great to be read we should decide it this way um remind me what your coffee enneagram uh title was <laughs> and i'll determine who i want to work with on any given day i was the veteran i don't know what mine is you're the hipster oh is that what it is okay <laughs> sure okay i <laughs> Does Parker study the Beniagram in his spare time? He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna start a Beniagram Instagram page, get like a hundred thousand followers. Beniagram podcast. I've, I've been working on a book. Is is what it is. <laughs> What's it called? Have you named it yet? It's, it, no, it's just the Beniagram. It's like it's the the official book. Oh, oh. So I guess we should copyright before he can get his book published. But no, it's too late. Uh, I've already. Got uh, that's it. so that's funny. All right. It's all good. That's all good. Better, um, better to you. Uh, I yeah. studied the whole Beniagram. Yes, I've been studying it for ever since you put out the podcast. It's just not stopped. Good to know. Uh, what, what kind of spitfire through these last few questions? Uh, Olivia also asked, what is hands down the most annoying thing a customer can do? Um, I hate when customers... Uh, what, what am I thinking? I can't stand when a customer is like, like, can I get it for here? And you're like, yeah, you pull out the for here mug. They're like, actually, can I get it to go? But I'm going to have it for here. And t-. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> what do I need to put it in? Like, I, don't I don't give a crap what you're going to do with the mug or the to-go cup. You don't have to tell me. Just take the cup. Get out of my face. <laughs> Parker and I have discussed this in the past. And my my comment was that when somebody comes up, it's always like they're scared to tell you. You're like for here to go. Okay, so look, here's the deal. Here's the deal. So uh, I'm 
I need it in a to-go cup, but I'm going to drink it here. Uh, I just, can I, um, that's what I want to do. It's like they're scared to tell you. And I'm like, hey, I'd actually be more, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stay here. I just need a to-go cup. I'd be like, I'd be more concerned if it was backwards. Like, yeah, can I get a free haircut? But I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I'm going to go ahead and it's hit like the road. they're scared to break up with you. <laughs> they're like, I'm going to stay, I promise. What was the next question? Uh, what's the best thing a customer can do other than tipping well? I'm going to say pick up your dishes and put them in the dish bin. Or at least ask. Yeah, at least ask. Um, I can agree with that. I mean, to me, not only that, but you know when... Hmm. I feel like the best thing a customer can do is be like, if the order is messed up or something went wrong, it's to be understanding, but I do think a customer needs to be also direct with like, oh yeah, I wanted it this way, not... I hate it when a customer goes, no, 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 that's that's really fine. That's okay. And you can tell that it kind of sucks for them on their face. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like, I want to give you a good beverage. Please just say, like, oh, yeah, I wanted it this way. So sorry for the inconvenience or something. But that can really turn my day around when I know that I'm giving cu- a customer the right thing and a good thing, even mm-hmm. if I mess it up Yeah, personally. I think for me it's when um, a regular that I talk to a lot comes in, sees that I'm super busy, and goes, hey, man, I'll catch you tomorrow. Because I know they're going to come back and talk, but they like they see me in that moment, and they're like, "It's cool. I'm not going to try to like interrupt yeah. you and get in your groove." But you just go. And I've never it. thought about that. That's a good thing too. I like that a lot. Yeah. Or when you're like working the espresso machine. Huh, sorry, I just jumped back to like things I hate. Is <laughs> when you're working the espresso machine and someone walks up to you like you're at the cash register, and, like they're just like talking to you like like there's like ten drinks stacked up, and you're slinging a three group head you know espresso machine, and they're like, "Can I get a?" Uh? And I'm like. No, you can't. Get out of my face. <laughs> What's the next question from Olivia? I'm kidding. You can if you walk right over there. Yeah. <laughs> you can like, if you walk. Yeah, in registers that right over there. They'll help you. Um, <laughs> there's some more questions. I'm going to skip to Olivia. Sorry, Olivia. I just uh, have two more. I she's get the to. only person that sent questions. <laughs> well, she's at like five. And I was like, okay, like you get three. That's good enough. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to say her name. But uh, the question was, fattest tip you've ever gotten? I'm going to say for me... Um, about a year ago when Brisa Social was closing down right before Christmas, uh, like out of the blue day after Thanksgiving, owner's like, yeah, you guys are shut down pretty much. We're shutting down in two weeks and I have a baby on the way. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm in a bad spot to lose my job this time of the year and have a baby coming. And, um, one of my regulars actually like Venmoed me $200. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. He was awesome. Greg was the best. Go Greg. Such a good dude. (laughs) We love you. Uh, the coolest one I got was early morning, um, and I had had like some kind of crappy days. Is when I lived in Tyler, and um, I was by myself on the bar. Somebody had called in, um, and they were late, and I was like doing my best. And they came in like not having a good day, and I see him every morning, and I was like, "Hey, what's up?" Super happy to see him <clears throat> and stuff. And he was like, "Man, I'll be honest. Like, I take for granted how much you changed my day. Like, just seeing you." And experiencing you, you like can change my day around every single day I see you. Like I start off like really depressed and sad thinking about the day. And then I come into the coffee shop and you're always super nice. I was like, dude, of course, anytime. Like I'm not even doing it because it's my job. Like I love to see you. I love that you come into the shop and hang out at the bar. He goes, yeah, man. And then he left um, 50 bucks um, on the table. And I said, hey, you forgot this. And I figured he was leaving it as a tip, but I didn't want to assume. And he goes, hey. He goes, put that in your pocket. That's not for any other barista except for you. And I thought that was really cool and really like personal and everything. So, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed that. And that was like 
not only that, it was just a heartfelt story, not just a big tip. What about you, Parker? I think for me, um, it wasn't like a, a money thing, but like someone came in and brought like an entire box of Krispy Kreme donuts to us the other morning. <laughs> That's awesome. um, in the midst of like nice, kind of a weird week of things, but like that like super brightened up my day. It was, <sighs> it was really awesome. When customers bring treats, you're the real winners. Just the best. Any treats. You can bring banana bread. Mm. Amen. You can bring a cookie. Banana bread? After work, dude? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question was from Corbin. Corbin, I miss you, by the way. He said, are geishas, did I say that right? Worth the money. My quick answer, I don't know. So I can't tell you. I don't think so, personally. I think they're cool to try. But I don't think they're worth the money in a normal market, personally. Personally, Parker, I, think though, I think they're worth the money every blue moon. If yeah. you get the right to one. To me, I'm like, I think they're worth trying, like spending money on here and there. But as a normalized market coffee, it's pretty tough Yeah. Um, to justify the cost for the coffee. I've had a geisha before and I was like, this is amazing. But I wouldn't spend money on this unless it was a very special event or a special like get together with friends, personally. True. Comes down to the brewer, too. Brewer and the roaster. Totally. Uh, so going forward, Parker, I just uh, Parker, I just don't really know you very well. I do know that you are one of the original first people outside of Lexington, Kentucky, to be a follower of the Social Sprista Instagram page. Yeah, one of the first <laughs> because of Trey. Mm, yeah. Faithful OG man, <laughs> a faithful one indeed. <laughs> so, like, what's kind of your story? In coffee from like your first sip to where you're at now. Okay. Um, well, my first sip, I actually do remember because um, my dad used to drive me to school every day. And so we would get up super early because that dude wakes up at like 4 a.m. every day. And we would go sit in the Starbucks once it opened and he would work and I would do some homework and then he would take me to school. Um, but one morning he like finally let me get a coffee myself. And I got like a good old pike roast um, Ooh, with a ton of sugar. Steak. Yeah, put a ton of sugar in it. And uh, that's kind of like where my coffee drinking kind of began. But in terms of like third wave, actually caring about what coffee tastes and that kind of thing, um, a professor of mine in college uh, took a group of us out to Seeds Coffee in Birmingham. And I got to try. I think it was an Ethiopian natural um, that they had at the time. And I just remember like this super blueberry kind of coffee. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I do not need to put sugar in this coffee. It is like extremely sweet. And like that cup of coffee kind of shaped like really a large portion of my life, which is super cool. And I have a lot of respect for seeds. Mm. um, Just generally. They seem like really cool people over there. Yeah, they're, they're some of my favorite people in Birmingham for sure. Um, and all of the people kind of surrounding that shop, they're, they're super great people. Um, and then during college, I worked at a couple of different coffee shops uh, in Birmingham. I worked at Church Street Coffee and I worked at Caveat Coffee. Both were great. Um, loved everybody that I worked with and just learned a lot down there. Caveat especially kind of taught me a lot of um, third wave kind of coffee mentalities of like dialing in espresso and doing pour overs and uh, my friend Taylor Hardy taught me a lot about coffee down there as my as my head barista trainer 
um, and and shortly after um, decided that I was going to move up to Nashville uh, to to pursue my then girlfriend that I was going to propose to, who is now my wife. Shout um, out! Big shout out to Natalie. That was probably one of the most fun weddings I've ever been to. BT Debs. Uh, it was so much fun because also Trey was the DJ, so that made it like <laughs> ten times better than it could have been. <laughs> and uh, Natalie actually introduced me to Humphrey Street. And, um, I moved up here, not really having a job, but then, uh, quickly got hired at Humphrey street, which was a huge blessing, uh, getting to do like super cool stuff there with the students that are involved and with Trey, um, and the rest of the leadership that hired me and, and learned, I've, I've learned so much about coffee in the past two and a half years. Um, like I feel like a completely different barista than I was when I was in Birmingham, which is so cool. Yeah. So that's my story very quickly. That's awesome. So what kind of got you, Trey kind of always, when we start talking about cold brew, he always brings you up. And so I'm just kind of curious, like what kind of got you into cold brew? Yeah. So I'm a big cold brew guy. Um, in a way, it, <laughs> you're actually kind of like a normal sized kind of cold brew guy. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think you're that big. I'm a big guy. You're just I'm not super tall, guy. not super big, but I, I am a normal sized cold brew guy. Sick. Um, so at the time, Humphrey Street wanted to start a bottled cold brew program uh, as a means of hiring new students, um, but they needed someone to kind of head up production of that. And so I came on uh, saying that I would be like super willing to learn a lot more. I knew I knew a fair amount about cold brew, but um, learning more was a big uh, point for me. And then I kind of fell in love with it, honestly, because there's so many different ways to brew cold brew um, with the like Yama Towers or the Toddy Method. Those are my two main ones right now. But um, I feel like cold brew kind of gets the shorter than the stick sometimes because for the most part, people are using like blends and maybe some like more bland South and Central Americans to kind of brew that cold brew. But when you get some like natural Ethiopians, some natural Colombians, some like Las Lajas honey process kind of stuff, mm, if you do something yeah. kind of weird with it, it can actually turn out really, really good. And mm. so like the more that I have like learned and figured out different methods and things like that, I've actually enjoyed making cold brew more and more. You definitely make very good cold brew. Like, we discussed this a little bit ago, like a few, I think it was like a week or so ago, but uh, the biggest thing that I saw you in Nerd in was dilution in cold brew. Like you oh, were yeah. down there with test tubes and gravity and all you were testing gravity and how much on this and that and everything. Like what, what are your thoughts? Like, was that, would you say, was that like the hardest part of making a cold brew to like your liking? Yeah. So we actually, I still like, I don't have a set recipe that I do on dilution. I actually for every batch test and taste and see where I want the dilution at for that specific batch of cold brew. Um, wow. just cause it's different every single time. So that's awesome. I do a mm. big like post brew dilution. Um, but it usually sits somewhere around like 60 to 70% uh, coffee and then the rest of it water wow. um, in a post dilution, which is super fun to, to play around with and get different flavors with. It's kind of cool. So it's like you're almost, it's almost like you're dialing in, you know, your cold brew. Yeah. Kind of like you were dialing an espresso totally. or a pour over recipe. It's, it's just as important. 
I think that's yeah. crazy. I mean, cold brews kind of gets the, you're right, kind of gets the last thought. And a lot of cold brews that are bottled out there right now are usually way too intense. And it's just like they don't, they taste like, you can't really taste like the flavor of what the coffee is. It's just the taste of cold brew. And so, which is kind of cool. I think you've done a lot with it. It actually convinced me, which hopefully will, this is kind of a fun thing that we might be bringing up later. So, um, one of my really good friends, uh, JR, he, um, he hit me up, he FaceTimed me the other day and he was talking to me about like, Hey, it's too expensive to buy coffee. And, uh, can you teach me how to brew iced coffee? And I go, yeah, I can tell you how to brew iced coffee. So I bought him a small toddy set and I'm going to take him through it. Now I was like, he does not drink black coffee. He does not do it. Actually. He so much doesn't do it. When he said iced coffee, he actually meant iced mocha. And he was like, oh, I was trying to figure out how to make iced mocha at home. I'm like, oh, I just bought you a whole entire toddy kit. So you're actually going to learn how to drink cold brew. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I'm a little scared. And so literally, like, I talked to Trey about it. And I think it'd be really cool that in the future, I'm telling him, we're going to walk him from having cold brew with creamer and sugar in it and try to see how long it takes to get him to drinking cold blue black or cold brew completely black and just enjoying it for what it is and dilution and like diluted a certain way. So if you're listening to the podcast now and you think that's kind of interesting and you want to know more about it, listen to a few future episode. We're going to have JR come on an episode and just get kind of his notes. This is not a coffee drinker. This is not a barista. This is a dude that gets an iced mocha every day before work and that's what he likes. And so I'm he pretty just simply wants to save some money. He just wants to save money. So if you're interested in knowing more about that, stay tuned for a future episode where we kind of unbox that. Yeah, that'd be exciting. Uh, well, coming up next, we're going to be rating some coffee shop reviews. So we're going to rate some coffee shop reviews. And one of the things I thought would be interesting is doing one, like reading these one-star reviews of coffee shops in Nashville, since oh. you both are baristas familiar with the Nashville coffee scene. All of our Nashville listeners are going to be like, was that us? I think that's... <laughs> so Tennessee is one of our biggest listening bases, and Nashville's like the number one place. Like Thanks, Nashville. All Nashville so Thanks for the love. Shout out to Nashville. Love you. Gonna come visit soon. <laughs> Who was that guy at Retrograde? Uh, Everybody said, you gotta talk to Brian or whatever his uh, name was. Yeah. When I asked people on uh, Instagram who I need to where I need to go for coffee, everyone's like, "You gotta go to Retrograde and you gotta talk to somebody." somebody. I can't remember his name, but Everybody's gonna I don't think you. he was there. So sorry, <laughs> whoever it. it was. But anyways, let's hit it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump right in. Uh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna we're not gonna name any of the coffee shops. Yeah. I don't want to one put no anyone in a weird position. Be like, oh, I know who that was, or oh, such and such, blah blah blah. Whatever. We don't want Parker to happen. know that these are all Humphrey Street reviews. Yeah, seriously. So <laughs> yeah, let's we'll just go ahead and start right off the bat. And later we, in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> we will name the reviewers because obviously they don't care because their names on there with the review <laughs> and they have lots of reviews. Some of them. So wow. Sorry, Jackson Gallagher, but we're gonna talk about your two star review. <laughs> Jackson says, looks like a lovely coffee shop, but they don't have regular milk. Just nut-based milk, such as oat and macadamia. (laughs) I can't really think of a justification for this unless a company markets itself as a dairy-free coffee shop. Overpriced and disappointing. Now, I can think of one justification where a coffee shop would market themselves as a dairy-free coffee shop. 
I can't think of one. I can't. <laughs> Especially their nut-based milks, like oat milk specifically. I don't know what nut that is, but... Yeah. Okay, so actually, this one got a response from the company. No way. It said, Jackson, sorry, not sure what happened, but I honestly think there must have been some confusion somewhere. We certainly have milk. In fact, we have amazing milk from our friends at Hatcher Farms. We, we <laughs> Everybody. Hope, <laughs> Everybody. We hope that next Everybody. time you stop by, you can experience the beauty of their amazing milk. As far as price goes, we typically don't com- get complaints about our prices. If you compare our shop with other third wave shops, you would probably find that we are very comparable in pricing. It appears your reviews for Starbucks, Taco Bell, and Cheddar's were quite favorable. I know who I know which coffee shop this is reviewed for. You may want to <laughs> stick with one of those instead of leaving an inaccurate review on specialty <laughs> coffee shops that are good local businesses. Yeah. Parker knows who that review is too as well. Because I know who responded to it. I know who responded to that review. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Next one. Okay. Next one. <laughs> okay. I bought two pounds of coffee beans. I was excited to receive a freshly roasted coffee beans, but when I made my espresso and Americano coffee, I was disappointed. It tasted bad and weird. The worst coffee I ever tasted in my life. I just wasted $43. $43. They bought some expensive beans for one. <laughs> and two, I think it just sounds like they got like their like Mr. Coffee Burr, not even Burr, like Blade Grinder, <laughs> ground this mm-hmm. coffee and then put it in their like $20 like espresso machine or something. God. This is the whole Ugh. meme where like the barista says to the roaster, this this roast is bad. And the roaster's like, no, your brew is bad. <laughs> the barista's bad. <laughs> Sounds like a barista problem. Hit that next yeah. one. <laughs> um, these people didn't know what a red eye was, and the girl who took my order said she'd have to charge me for half and half because I asked for extra room in my coffee. They don't carry caramel syrup and won't print a paper receipt so you know exactly what you are charged for. Bogus coffee house. <laughs> looks cool, but is not. <laughs> it looks cool, <laughs> but is not. <laughs> I love this. Overrated. Okay. Tea was extremely weak. They brought extra tea out in a little ceramic teapot. However, it did not keep it warm. Wow. Sorry, Karen. Judging the Karen. It's a Karen. <laughs> no way. The coffee <laughs> shop 100%. tea, not, not hot enough. Well, sorry. Christopher Reed says, insufferable hipsters. If that's you, then you'll love the pretentious ambience and terrible customer service. Oof. Sadly, that's actually, a pretty can normal. Can you DM me the name of that shop later? Because that actually sounds pretty pleasant. <laughs> I would, I would actually like to go there. <laughs> Absolutely, because that pretentious hipster is me. So that works. <laughs> One star review. Chloe, my car was stolen from blank today. <laughs> Already a bad day. <laughs> it was parked in the front parking spot closest to the street. 2014 white Toyota Highlander. She names her car. <laughs> Like, why does that matter? Why did she leave a one star review for this poor coffee shop? Wait, that's, that's just that's existing. the end. That's, that's the end. <laughs> that's the end. That of is that the review. whole review. My car got stolen. One star. Well, I think you should be filing a police report. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't think you should be filing a one star review. You you should be filing a police report. 
<laughs> like, I don't think oh you gosh. know the difference. Sorry. Like, oh god, ridiculous. <laughs> mm. Must have been at East Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> Levi says, one star review, bad pour over, bad customer service. Okay, cookie though. <laughs> That warrants a two-star review, in my opinion. I know, yeah, right? Like, come, come on. on. Give it a two-star. I think the cookie earns a star. I mean, it matters. Just, if it was a dozen bakery cookies, I think it does. Okay. Here's another one <laughs> from Ben Gerber. He's a local guy. He does lots of reviews. Wow. Nice. Okay. Always the best reviews, too. Oh, local yeah. These guys. ones are always like, ugh. Those people that are just like... <laughs> I saw one lady today that's had 900 reviews. What? Yeah. She's, oh she's actually local to Lexington. She gets around. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Ben Gerber says, two-star review. Ooh. Would have been a great experience. Slayer machine? Check. High-quality coffee? Check. Mixed drinks incorporating coffee? Check. Awesome atmosphere? Check. Sounds like a lot of Nashville shops so far. There's a lot of good things so far. Yeah. No decaf options. Wouldn't make chai latte, even though they had chai, or they had tea and also sold steamers. Barista ignored my request for a pastry even when I pointed to it in the case and clearly spoke the name of it. Chai tea ended up being oversteeped by a long shot. In parentheses, we watched it just sit there for a long time before they remembered it. Wow. It was probably steeping, but whatever. <laughs> All could have been explained by shortage of supplies and busy time, but this place was dead and the staff was inflexible, not wanting to help. Also, Things are expensive here. Must be trying to pay off that custom Slayer express. No, sorry, let me do this again. Also, things are expensive here. Must be trying to pay off that custom Slayer espresso triple head espresso machine somehow. Wow. I know hipster oh, is a man. term, but for the staff to be hipster and not care for their customers, not for me. Oof. Triple head espresso, machine espresso with triple espresso heads. Yeah. You hate I want to that see knit it. On, knit onto a pillow. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I want that what machine. It, what it sounds like from this review is that someone came in and ordered a chai latte and they don't have chai concentrate, so they can't make a latte. Exactly. And so they tried to oversteep some tea to make the latte and it just did not turn out well. So they like super tried for this guy and he was just not having it. <laughs> and he goes to a coffee shop and's like, Yeah, two stars because I ordered a chai tea at a coffee shop. I'm like, Hey dude. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Mr. Hey, Gerber. There's a uh, there's a tea house in town. Maybe go there. One of the mm-hmm. most one of the most amazing tea houses. Hi Garden. Exactly. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Thomas, local guide, 298 reviews, three stars. Oof. This is 11 months ago. Coffee and atmosphere would have got a five, but the lack of stir sticks and hence <laughs> and hence need to use single-use plastic straws makes it a hard three. Wow, a hard three. Hey, this is probably our first three, though. Nobody yeah. ever gives a three. No one gives a yeah. three, but like a three because of stir sticks. Ouch. That's something. That's Man, if you lose a whole star because of stir sticks, step okay. it up. Here's one. I am, this is R- RG. RG. That's just what it is. 
I am all about supporting local businesses, but this place is flat out trash. The coffee <laughs> tastes like someone ran it through a sewer and then decided to add coffee to it, creating something equivalent to drainage water. <laughs> to make matters worse, there's a woman, air quote, barista, that Ooh. has the most rotten attitude, not to mention she has the audacity to continue to tell you to put your mask on when it's already on, indicating she is completely uneducated and has not the slightest clue of how the coronavirus is contracted. Dang. Do yourself a favor and oh take God. your pathetic attitude someplace else. Ouch. How about you take your <laughs> ignorant attitude somewhere else, RG? He actually caught it. He caught a reflection of himself in his uh, computer screen at the end of that sentence. Yeah. I have like, when I read that, I thought of that meme where it's like, he had us in the first half, not going to lie. Like, (laughs) at first I'm like, okay, okay, tell me. Like, you know. (laughs) That was, yeah, keep going. And then I was like, oh, no, you're dumb. It's personal and you're ignorant. So, well. I'm going to rate all those reviews a five-star bad review. Yeah, those are definitely all five-star bad reviews. Definitely. Trey. Trey and yeah. Trey, I actually have a surprise for you real quick. So in my free time, I actually go on Yelp and look at one-star reviews. Same. And I, my favorite one-star review I actually have memorized. So I am wow. going to name drop the, uh, the coffee company here. Okay. Uh, this is from Sump Coffee, which is like uh, one of the best easily shops. one of the best coffee shops in town. Yes, and 100%. Like, big fans. Yeah, they're um, big boys. They can the, worst, the worst one-star review on there that I've found is that it says Memorized. never been, never heard of it, one star. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. wow. Never been, never heard of it, one star. What a savage. <laughs> it's so good. So someone found their coffee shop and they're like, what, is, so what is this place? One star. <laughs> <laughs> never been, never heard of it, one star. Well, guys, let us, listeners, especially if you're a barista let's just have a moment to say this if we talk about these bad reviews but we do this to also remember if you experience something great at a shop leave a good review like it's worth it especially if you're barista we don't really think about it much we go and enjoy the coffee we leave but man like that good review it does it weighs heavy because after about a year of being open you only get a review if it's a bad review and parker and i have talked about this a lot like how do you Coffee shops shouldn't have to f- feed you or give you something to give get of a good review. It shouldn't be like, hey, a free cup of coffee if you review the place. Like, not to sound weird, but there's a lot of coffee shops out there that need honest and real reviews. And being us as baristas that continue to support other baristas, we should be willing to give good reviews that actually are informative. Like talking about like, hey, I liked this about, I love this drink, I love the espresso, I love this thing. And do it on Google and Yelp, not just like coffee, you know, nerdy things, but... I love all these and bad reviews from like a manager perspective, like yeah. name drop your barista. If you know them and be yes. like, Hey, Trey was super awesome today yeah. for all and of these different. Make reasons. sure you use a last name. Um, because at our shop, if you say that two people get, yeah. <laughs> there was, I will say this, we got one bad review at brevity and it was a day that Trey and I worked and it was something about like the service being bad. It was like bad, like rude baristas or yeah, something. Something like rude baristas. And Trey and I both, when we were told that, looked at each other and goes, wasn't us. Like, we're <laughs> literally, I don't think I know how to be mean to a customer. Like, True. <laughs> yeah. But, well, Parker, thanks for coming on. Run a little thanks late. Um, but we're super, super glad to have you. Glad to officially meet you. 
And thanks to you guys at home listening or wherever you're listening. And uh, please uh, be ready to tune in again next week. This is the Socialist Barista Podcast.